Well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. It's marvelous. Are you ready for our rendezvous? He's got a sexy voice. He might be cute. Ready for the fun part? Oh, yeah. Because here comes the fun part. Hit the radio. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown. Seriously funny on WHIO. I don't think it's, it's not the heat, really, you know, that, that bothers me. In fact, it's not even so much the humidity. I'll tell you what bothers me. It's shirtless fat guys. That's... Don't worry, I got my shirt on. This is Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. Well, we had another car crash into a house. It was a pickup truck. And remarkably, and we'll get to this here in a bit, this wasn't the first time this particular driver hit a building this year. Wow. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. We also have uh, another pair of tickets to give away for Brit Floyd, the world's premier tribute Pink Floyd Band. They're going to be at the Rose in July. So we've got that. We've got a mail call. Somebody dropped off some pickles to the station today for me. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we've got some naked news. Also, uh, a couple of people have emailed me, including the person who actually uh, did this. Apparently, uh, I got a little bit of a shout-out today on the Mark K Show. Accidentally, maybe. A little bit, yeah. Uh, we've got the clip, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that. And, oh, one of my favorite new uh, features, drunken shenanigans. That's all coming up. But first, we have headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. So what is this big, big news? It's the headlines. I got news for you guys. Headlines. Great news. Headlines. Well, the first thing I wanted to talk about, I don't know if you saw this on WHIO.com. I think Channel 7 may have done a story about this earlier today or maybe late yesterday. It's this guy in Riverside who is a paraplegic. And he is uh, lives his life basically in an electric wheelchair. That's how he gets around. That's how he gets to work. That's how he does stuff outside. And I guess on Saturday... Um, he, he was going to go somewhere and he left the electric wheelchair in his driveway, got into his car and drove off, had to run an errand. When he came back, the wheelchair was gone. Somebody had stolen it. Now, my first thought was, and I don't know, I don't know if it would be typical for somebody who is in an electric wheelchair to just leave their wheelchair out in the in the driveway unattended i i, I don't know i don't i don't want to uh you know accuse this guy of doing something dumb because i don't know what the normal routine is maybe he's been doing that for years right um so he he reports it stolen and i guess uh this is out you know this is in the news And then on Tuesday, Riverside police say that they got a call, and this is in the police report. It states that they got a call from a scrapper. One of these people that drive through uh, your neighborhood, usually 
Usually it's like uh, maybe the night before the trash pickup. And they are looking for metal. And apparently this guy, he called the Riverside Police Department on Tuesday and said that he took the scooter thinking that it was scrap. Now this begs the question, where was the electric wheelchair parked? Was it out by the street? Or was it further up on the uh, driveway? Because if it was further up on the driveway, any scrapper worth his weight knows you don't go up there. You only, you only take stuff that is by the curb and that is clearly garbage. Or sometimes people even take, put a sign on it. Here, take this. My wife and I got rid of a bunch of chairs a while back and I put a little sign up, have a seat. And people did. They took them. Uh, the man said he took the, uh, the wheelchair to Franklin Iron and Metal. And the chair was destroyed. So this poor guy, this paraplegic who lives in Riverside, and those wheelchairs are not cheap. Electric wheelchairs, not cheap. Uh, and I don't know if, you know, the government paid for it. I'm, I don't know. Or he paid for it out of his pocket. I'm not sure what that circumstance is. It wasn't in the story. But either way, holy cow. Somebody, somebody thought it was scrap. My first thought, if I were a scrapper and I saw something like that, <clears throat> I would probably go to the front door. I would say, hey, look, I'm sorry to bother you, but is that scrap? Are you getting rid of that? And uh, more than likely, you will be told no. If they're not home, like in this case, the guy left. You don't touch it. You don't take it. You don't walk onto the property. I see scrappers all the time in every neighborhood that I've ever lived in. I see them. And generally, it's not that big of a deal, right? I mean, they just go through, and if it's out by your trash, you know, people throw away uh, those big, uh, tall metal uh, floor lamps all the time. I see them out by the trash. They take that, they throw it in the back of their uh, junky trunk, truck, and they take it and get it recycled, and they make a little uh, money on it. I don't know how much you make from uh, metal, scrap metal, I'd love to know how much this guy got for the uh, mobility scooter. Are we talking 10 bucks, 20 bucks? The other thing, if you see that, wouldn't you uh, maybe test it to see if it worked? I mean, that would also be in my head. It's like, well, is this scrap? Can I, does it turn on? Does it work? And again, I didn't see a picture of the scooter. So I don't know exactly what kind it, it is or what sort of wheelchair it might be. But there are ways that you can kind of test it to see if it runs. If it runs, probably not scrap, right? Um, 
Riverside police say the scrapper, uh, they know who it is. He's a person of interest, but he's not been charged yet. The owner of the uh, wheelchair that was destroyed says he hopes the man is charged, but what matters more to him is being able to have a fully functioning chair again. And I'm wondering if anybody has uh, reached out to him. I mean, that sounds like the perfect, not that I would ever, you know, encourage or promote (laughs) a GoFundMe. But of all the things that I see in the news where people start GoFundMe accounts, that would be it. That right there. So I'm hoping that somebody reached out to this guy and uh, is trying to work something out. At least something on a temporary basis until he can get exactly what he needs. I think his name was is uh, Corey. Maybe Corey Cox. Maybe somebody knows him. Have him give me a call. 937-457-1290. I mean, I would be happy to try to uh, help get something started for this guy. Um... He says he's missed three days of uh, worth of wages because he can't work. Well, he can't go anywhere. Says he can't even uh, take his trash out. That's just, uh, that's crazy. So it'll be interesting to see what happens if they end up charging this guy. I'd be curious to know if anybody else has had stuff disappear outside their house because of a scrapper. That you know for sure it was a scrapper, not just some wandering thief. I remember when uh, my wife and I lived in Xenia, and I think I may have mentioned this before. We lived in an old Victorian home that was built in uh, the 1880s. And we were, we were just renting. And uh, on this particular house, there was an iron rod uh, fence in the front. Like, you know, the old antique. There was original. And uh, on one side of the, uh, the front porch or the, or the front yard, there had been a gate that would open and close because there was a carriage house. Well, the carriage house long gone. And uh, over time, a tree had grown. I mean, a monstrous tree. One of those uh, century trees. I think that's what they're called. And it had sort of uh, started to push the, the gate post out. So they just took it out. And they leaned it against the house. (laughs) One day we got a call and it was our neighbor. And they said, hey, uh, some guy walking by your house uh, grabbed that gate and is dragging it down the sidewalk. So this giant iron gate, which if I recall, I mean, it probably weighed 50, 60 pounds. And it was iron and it was rusted. And this clown was just dragging it down the sidewalk. And the cops stopped him. And he said, oh, I just thought I could take it. That's just nuts. I think he might have been drinking. Perhaps. But, uh, but you know, scrappers, I, I, again, like I said, I don't care if they come at night and they, uh, they go through. Uh, I don't want them going through the trash can, right? But if they see something uh, sitting out that clearly it's leaning against the dumpster or it's, it's in the recycle bin or something like that, I don't care. 
Take them. I don't care. Just don't make a mess. And just, you know, don't be stealing wheelchairs from people who, uh, who need them. Or really be stealing wheelchairs from anybody. Uh, Jim in Tip City. What's up, Jim? Todd, um, I, have a, I have two quick things. One is I have a wheelchair that needs batteries. It's a good quality one that my brother-in-law brought up from Florida. My wife can't use it. Okay. So get my number later and get in touch with me if that can be helped. But here's what I want to say. We just come back from... Uh, Longhorn Steakhouse, and my wife and I were celebrating our 36th anniversary. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, she's handicapped, had Mm -hmm. a stroke 14 years ago. And when when we asked for the bill, the the waitress said it's been paid for. And I just wonder what – I'm so grateful. I've never had that happen. Yeah. And I wonder if you could ask or what your thoughts are. What motivates people to do that? To to pay? To, to take, pick up somebody's bill out of the clear blue. I mean, they don't well, know us. They don't, but I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, maybe maybe somebody saw you and thought you guys looked really sweet and cute, found out that you were celebrating your anniversary. Maybe you mentioned that to the server, and they thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat these people. Well, you know, maybe sweet and cute because I am cute. But <laughs> hey, I, I think they anything. were talking about your wife, Bucko. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, um, they may have seen me helping her, put a bib on, and helping well, yeah. her to, to eat. Well, but, people, um, people are much better than I think. Lots of times we might uh, see in the news or whatever, and there's a lot of good people out there. There is. Yeah. You, you got that right. And uh, but we didn't say anything about our anniversary until when she told us that. Wow. So it, it just floored me. Yeah. Love your show. Thank oh, you thanks, so Jim. I appreciate that. <laughs> Have a good one. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. You still got the edge. There's more of this to be had. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. Well, we had another uh, incident today of a car crashing into a building. Uh, this time it was in uh, Brookville. Number 36 for the year. Happened on a uh, street called June Place. Happened around 7 a.m. When uh, medics and police arrived at the scene, there was uh, moderate damage to a home. Photos from the scene, and I saw them, uh, show damage to the outside of the house, heavy damage to the truck involved. But here's the uh, here's the weird twist. First of all, uh, the guy that was driving today, according to a couple of news stories I saw, said that uh, the sun got in his eyes. Okay, all right, I guess that's a possibility. Uh, they do make sunglasses, and uh, that does tend to help a lot. But okay, I'll give you that. Sometimes the sun could get in your eyes. Uh, when the sun gets in your eyes, the first thing you do, you slow down. <laughs> you hit the brake. 
That's the first thing. Uh, people behind you, they will see your brake lights, right? Um, but here's the other aspect of this. According to one story I saw, this is the second time this year that this same driver has hit a building. First time it happened in January, and I guess it was in the same neighborhood. And then again today. Look, I think if you hit a building once, it's not great. It's not going to look good on your driving record. <laughs> but you could be excused. You could be excused. Well, it, something happened, medical emergency, the sun spilled my, uh, my coffee in my lap. The kid got out of his car seat and reached around from the back and covered my eyes. You know, I mean, something could happen. But if you do it a second time, within not just a year, but like six months, <clears throat> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sh I think there needs to be some sort of uh, examination or another test or something. But uh, anyway, there you go. Number 36 for the year, if you're keeping track at home. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Don't give me that politics, Jazz. It's not my racket. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. Everyone just relax, all right? The problems of the world are not in my department. Now who's like a cookie? It's The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Back here on The Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. You know, my mom, when she was younger, she was a synchronized swimmer. And uh, I never got to see her perform, but I do, uh, I do remember seeing a couple of pictures. And for a while, when I was a kid, she had one of those cool uh, white rubber hats that looked like uh, flower petals that she would wear when she would go swimming with me because she didn't want to mess up her hairdo. But I think that was a uh, leftover from her uh, synchronized swimming days. I bring this up because I saw a story today, and this was uh, just featured, I think, on the uh, evening news. There is a, uh, an American synchronized swimmer by the name of Anita Alvarez. And she's been competing at the World Aquatic Championships in Budapest. And I'll tell you what, I can't get enough coverage of the World Aquatic Championships in Budapest. It's uh, it's it's been on my TV nonstop for the last two weeks. <laughs> anyway, this uh, this synchronized swimmer apparently fainted during her routine and sank to the bottom of the pool. And her coach, uh, a woman by the name of Andrea uh, Fuentes, jumped into the pool and pulled her to the edge. And emergency workers pulled her out for treatment. Now, she's okay. That's great. Now, I've never heard of synchronized swimmers fainting during their routine. And when I first th saw that, I thought, well, how does that happen? But immediately, I mean, my, my thought at that moment was like people swimming, right? Like you watch the Olympics and they're swimming the, the, breath or the breaststroke or the freestyle or whatever. Uh, how could they? How could that happen? But obviously, when you're synchronized swimming, uh, 
it's not just what happens above the water that you get judged on. It's what happens below the water that you get judged on. And they, they watch. In fact, this whole, this whole uh, incident of the coach saving the swimmer was caught on, on video because the swimming pools that they swim in, there's like a, a giant window like it's your like it's your at SeaWorld or something. You know, you you go down and you're in the and you're in the below ground and you see the uh, the giant tank and you see Shamu floating but it's a little bit like that. And uh you see the uh, the woman sinking to the bottom, you see her coach jump in, you see her get pulled to the top. Well, you got to hold your breath a lot when you're synchronized swimming. Um and and the depths that they go to, from what I've seen, I mean, it's not just a couple of feet off the, you know, underwater. Most of the pools, you can't, uh, you can't touch the bottom with your feet. You have to tread. Not like it's your neighborhood uh, swimming pool, unless you're doing, uh, you know, you're in the deep end where the diving boards are. And I don't even know if they have diving boards anymore. They might have gotten rid of those because of lawsuits. But, uh, but, th- but here's the thing. This isn't the first time this woman has fainted and had to be rescued. This happened uh, a couple years ago or last year, I guess. Was it last year? Last year. It, uh, it happened during an Olympic qualification. And her coach was there, same coach, same swimmer, fished her out of the water. But uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of interesting. It's a little bit like the guy who hit the building twice. Here's somebody who's nearly drowned twice in the last year and had to be saved by their uh, coach. Very strange indeed. Uh, we have mail call. Sit back down and shut your trap. It's time for mail call. Message for you, son. You should see a fan mail. You got a message. I got your ladder. Losing what you can accomplish by mail. Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. Uh, if you'd like to email me, it's eveningedgetodd at gmail.com. Dear Todd, uh, first I want to say I love the show. Well, thank you so much. Uh, every time I have a chance to listen to it, I do. The callers are funny and they always have a lot to say. So, with the upcoming Pickle Fest. I wanted to drop off a jar of homemade dill pickles. And right here, I got the jar. I know you can't see that. But, but I got a jar of pickles and a, uh, a, little, uh, a little tube of uh, Jay's Smoked uh, Six Pepper Blend Spice. Um, yeah, and Pickle Fest is what? I think the 25th? Isn't that it? Out at uh, Austin Landing? Yeah, here it is. 25th, 3, uh, 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. Austin Landing. There's going to be uh, all kinds of pickle fun, pickle food, and pickle music, and a pickle uh, beer garden. But uh, the email continues. Uh, they will be better than any pickle you get at Pickle Fest. That's his prediction. Jay's Hangry Habanero Dills. They're crunchy, tasty, and warm. It sounds like a commercial, doesn't it? The heat level is not melt-your-face-off level, but more like I taste the dill and some heat, but the lingering tingling of my lips heat. Hmm. 
I love foods with a lot of flavor. Enjoy and have a great day. Uh, Jay, P.S. I hate the name Todd. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Thank you, Jay. And I, uh, I'm going to try these pickles. I didn't want to, first of all, I wanted to put them in the fridge and I want them to be in there for a good uh, day or so. So they get nice and cold because that's how I like my pickles. There's nothing worse than a warm, flimsy pickle. Um, just ask my wife because she's that way too. She doesn't like flimsy pickles. Um, and the other thing, I didn't want to try them when I was on the air because if by chance they are very hot to me, because I am a bit of a wimp when it comes to that. I don't like really hot, 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 spicy food. Um, I could pass out, much like the synchronized swimmer, and Eli would have to run in here and give me CPR. And I don't know that Eli would do that, to be honest with you. You would? Would you do that? No, that's very nice of you. Uh, but I will try them, and I will uh, get back to you on it. Uh, Dear Todd, I was going through my Facebook feed this morning and saw your post about what movie prop you would want to have. You chose the Ghostbusters Ectomobile, which is a good choice, but I think I'd opt for a real-life working lightsaber from Star Wars. I'm a huge fan, and I would love to use it for yard work. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love your show, Marcus and Eden. Yeah, it was just some meme that somebody posted. It's like, what movie, what movie prop would you want? And I thought the Ectomobile would be kind of cool. Um, a lot of people like uh, the Back to the Future DeLorean. Sure, that's a good one. Um, but I, I, I kind of like the, uh, I kind of like the Ectomobile. My son's a big uh, Ghostbusters fan, so I think he would get a kick out of that as well. Uh, dear, uh, dear Todd, your story tonight about the father and da uh, daughter scamming people out of money with the promise of Girl Scout cookies reminded me of something my uncle used to do. Okay, so last night we had a story. This was happening in Long Island. New York, where a dad and his daughter, five, six years old, were going door to door. Well, the little girl was going door to door. Dad was reportedly waiting out in the street smoking, <laughs> like having a cigarette. But the little kid would go up to the door and she would say, hey, I'm a Girl Scout. Would you like cookies? And people would say, sure, we'll order, you know, four boxes or whatever. Here's 20 bucks. She took the money. And then, of course, the cookies never showed up. So, you know, they got in trouble for this, and Dad got in trouble for this. No word. Here's the thing. I don't know if the girl knew she was uh, complicit or not. Right? Yeah, I don't know if she knew she was part of the grift, part of the scam, or if she was just an innocent. Uh, my dad told me uh, about this not long ago. My uncle would get a receipt from a dry cleaner, photocopy it, then mail a letter to local restaurants with the receipt, claiming one of their servers spilled something on his, his expensive suit. The restaurants would quite often just reimburse him for the cleaning charges and mail him a check. Wow. Unreal. Uh, he wasn't a very good man, she says. Love your show, Desiree in Miamisburg. Well, thank you, Desiree, for the compliment. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty crappy. Pretty, pretty crappy uh, to do. Uh, Dear Todd, I was just listening to Mark K, and I heard someone call in from Dayton, and they called him Todd. <laughs> Has anyone ever called you Mark? I love your show and Mark's Neil in Springboro. Well, thank you, Neil. 
Um, well, it's f so funny because the, Neil he emailed me. I also got an email from uh, Hippie, our, uh, our assistant program director, and said, hey, somebody just <laughs> called Mark Todd. And then as I was coming into the studio, I got a, I got a, a message Instant message, by the way, you can follow me on Instagram and uh, social media and uh, Facebook at Evening Edge Todd. I got a message from Tim, and he was the one who did it. He was on the Mark K show today, and he said, hey, I was on Mark K's show today, and I accidentally called him Todd. <laughs> what do you think, Tim? Oh, can you play it one more time, Todd? Absolutely. Uh, not Todd, but uh, yeah. Mark. No, absolutely. I Here we go. Who Todd is. No, who's Todd? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, wait, what show are you listening to? <laughs> Who's you cannot vote for Republicans in the next election. You will lose the i I'm, I'm warning everybody. I'm afraid it's just part it's of the true. bit they were doing. Country? Country? Let's take a listen. You cannot vote. Well, either way. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he called Mark Todd. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh... I think, you know, I was also, uh, I got a shout out. I don't know. That wasn't obviously intentional. But a while back, I got a shout-out on Coast to Coast. And some uh, some woman, she called in, and uh, she was talking to George Norrie. I'm guessing about aliens or something. <laughs> and she mentioned my show, and I thought that was kind of cool. So if we could get somebody to uh, call Kilmeade and then call Hannity and call Eric Erickson... And, uh, and, uh, who else, uh, who's the, uh, Dana called Dana and try to get Todd on. They used to do that with Howard Stern. It's like, uh, whenever somebody would be doing a live call in, people would call in and, uh, fake a phone call and then yell Howard rules, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, but thank you for your emails. If you, uh, want to email me evening edge, Todd at gmail.com. You know, I think we're just going to go to a break here. I've got naked news. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent, seriously funny. You scrape shavings off it with a stick that was split to give it a sharp edge. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290 or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. First, we both get naked. Let's get naked. Why are you naked? I didn't know you were naked. He saw me naked. I think we should get naked. Be naked. I am naked. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. Every once in a while, I'll see a uh, string of nudity in the news. And uh, I love these stories. It just it makes me wonder what is possessing people. Maybe they are possessed. I don't know. Or wh what they might be on. Uh, that would uh, entice them to uh, strip naked in public. And uh, here are a couple of good ones. The first one takes place right here in Ohio. Uh, Richmond Heights, Ohio. Uh, residents there recently called 911 because of a man who was mowing his lawn while naked. Uh, <laughs> cops, what? see, that's one thing I would not do naked. I mean, first of all, I would never go outside naked. I've only done that once in my life. Uh, but I would never do that, and I would certainly not do that when I was out uh, mowing the lawn because you never know what you might run over. Something could, uh, you know, snap back at you, hit you in a, in a painful place. 
You know what I mean? It's just not one of those things. There's bugs. There's bees. There's just too many, too many risks. Uh, cops went to the man's home where they found him on a riding mower and a hand. Uh, oh, okay. So he had a hand towel covering his midsection, but he was still naked. <laughs> the man put on shorts and told cops he uh, would not mow naked again. Well, that's good. He did tell them, though, that he thought his chain link fence was considered a privacy fence. Uh, I wonder if his riding lawnmower had like uh, like a cup holder for his beer, because I would imagine that would be might might be what induced him uh, to do that. But anyway, uh, Largo, Florida woman was arrested Monday after she allegedly set some shrubs on fire while naked. <clears throat> Insert your own joke. Uh, when police arrived, they found a naked woman on the side of the road. Police say uh, the responding officer smelled a burning odor while talking to the woman and noticed smoke coming from a bunch of bushes 15 feet away. The 40-year-old woman says she started the bonfire as a celebration. A naked bonfire celebration. Now, who, what, I mean, that sounds like fun. Uh... But she didn't share what she was celebrating with the cops. That's that was disappointing to me in the uh, in the coverage of this. Whoever wrote the story, they should have dug a little bit deeper to find out exactly what the uh, what the celebration was there in uh, Largo, Florida. And police in Los Angeles arrested a man who was seen on video dancing naked on top of a police cruiser. Uh, the video shows the man screaming profanities and dancing on top of the police cruiser, which was parked along the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, cops say after arresting the man, he began to kick at the rear side windows of the police cruiser before officers could roll down the window to prevent damage. The man allegedly shattered it by kicking it in. Well, there you go. There are uh, three crazy uh, naked news stories for uh, Thursday night. 937-457-1290. Now, coming up after the uh, news, I had a, a topic uh, story that I wanted to talk about, but something just came across my email from my wonderful wife, Mary. And uh, this, th I don't know how I feel about this. Um. So we've all, everybody has lost someone in their life, right? It, whether it was a parent or sibling or grandma, you know, somebody like that. Everybody's lost someone. What would you think about a device that would speak to you in their voice? So like if you have a recording like my father, he, uh, my late father, he uh, was an auctioneer. And I have a tape of him when he was graduating from his auctioneering school of him auctioning something. You could take that clip and they digitize that. And this device will speak to you in that loved one's voice. Now, what do you think about that? Is that something you would want? I've got the uh, story coming up. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. 
Often irreverent, seriously funny. Never thought this radio stunt would catch on so big. This time it's showtime, okay? He's one of the greatest men in radio. That guy's crazy. It's like I'm talking to a monkey. You should tune in. He's actually kind of funny. Yeah, he means well. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Everyone thinks I'm a dummy, but I don't care if they say that. They're just dumb and crossy and poo-poo. It's the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. Before uh, the end of the show tonight, I've got another pair of tickets to give away to see the world's greatest Pink Floyd tribute band. They're going to be at uh, the Rose on July 22nd. Brit Floyd. So when you hear uh, the little clip of the uh, guy from the Pink Floyd song, Brick in the Wall, talking about eating your meat and eating your pudding, let's be the fifth caller, 937-457-1290, and you can uh, win those tickets. I hear they're really, really good. Uh, We also have Drunken Shenanigans, a brand new uh, segment here on the show. So here's the story I was talking about before the news. Uh, my wife, Mary, sent this to me. This was announced today from Amazon. And if you have one of those pucks, the Alexa. Soon, Alexa will be able to speak in the voice of a dead relative. Wow. They made this announcement today at their annual conference. And the way, uh, the way this is going to look, or the way it's going to work, is that Alexa needs a short recording of someone's voice, and she can learn to mimic it in the new updates. Now, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't, I've not done this on, my, uh, on our, we've got several. Well, there's one in almost every room. You can, and I, it probably costs money, but you can have it speak in the voice of a celebrity, I believe. I don't know what celebrities are available for that. That would be kind of cool, right? You have like uh, Christopher Walken or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Eli, you going to look that up and see uh, what voices? Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure about this. They say the idea of the feature is to help those grieving a missing loved one. But I, is that healthy? Right? I mean, it's one thing if you've got audio of your loved one, right? I mean, and I think about this frequently as I get older, like all of my radio shows, every show that I've ever done on WHIO is archived. And that at some point, whether it's family or friends or whatever, if they want to hear my voice, they'll be able to go online and you'll be able to hear my voice. But that's, you know, I'm a broadcaster. Um, not everybody has audio of a, uh, of a loved one who's passed, a grandma or a grandpa or a mom or dad or a sibling or 
God forbid, a child. You know, I mean, it's out there more than it used to be, but not everybody has that. I don't know that if I lost a loved one and I had audio that I would want to have a conversation with a with a gadget that sounds like them. I mean, is it replacing the Alexa voice? So you would say, like my dad, his name was Larry, and he, like I said before the news, he was an auctioneer, and I have an audio tape of him auctioning. So if, if Alexa could learn Larry's voice, would it be, hey, Larry, what's the weather today? <laughs> you know? And, and he would respond in my dad's voice and say, well, Todd, the weather today is going to be, that's weird. I mean, it's not at the point either. And we talked about AI last night. We were talking about artificial intelligence and how at some point in the not too distant future, you might be able to have conversations on some level, whether they're deep and meaningful, who knows, but you might be able to have a conversation with an Alexa or something like that, whatever comes along, and actually, you know, spend spend an hour talking to this uh, AI that could sound like your deceased loved one. I don't know that that's good for grieving. Now, I'm no psychologist, but in my head, it, it would be you want to you get to the point where you're not grieving as much as you were, right? You, you constantly want to, I don't want to say get past it or get over it, because that sounds a bit abrupt. But I mean, you know, you, you, you have to come to terms with it. And if you are constantly able to have a conversation with uh, a puck <laughs> and it's, it's got that voice, I don't know how I would feel about that. Would you want something like that? I don't, uh, I don't think so. I mean, pictures are fine. Videos are fine. But, I, boy, that's just kind of weird. Uh, it says, in order to get Alexa to speak like a dead relative... Amazon has worked to require only a minute of high-quality audio. It's a way of uniquely preserving the memory of a loved one. And like I said, my wife sent me this story. And as I mentioned, my voice is, you know, archived. And uh, her response to me was, that would be a hard pass. (laughs) She does not want... To hear Alexa speak in my voice, and I blame her. I would not want that. Eli, did you find uh, what celebrities you can uh, you can have voice the Alexa? No, nothing listed. Hmm. I wonder if anybody's done that. I mean, I know some GPS programs where you can have. Uh, Schwarzenegger do it, or you can have, um, uh, who's the, I'm trying to think of the actor. His name just escaped me. But there are, you know, there are GPS uh, programs out there that have celebrities giving, um, oh, Samuel L. Jackson, I think, is one of them. 
I think Sam Jackson is one of them. Where he'll give you directions. Turn left, MFR. You know, that kind of, like that. That would be uh, entertaining. Uh, but I don't think I would want Not at all. Uh, 937-457-1290. Uh, oh, ironically, we have a Dumb Ways to Die. Dumb Ways to Die. So many dumb ways to die. Dumb ways to die. As we uh, mentioned before we do this feature, we are not making uh, light of these uh, people who have lost their lives. We are merely sharing their uh, stories as a cautionary tale for you when you are out and about running around in the wild that you are uh, paying attention because death around every corner if you're not paying attention. Uh, and this is kind of an odd story. This happened in Queens, New York. And it doesn't say uh, in the story why the man was sleeping under a parked car, <laughs> but he was. Uh, a man sleeping under a parked pickup truck outside a Queen Cemetery was vehicle's owner returned and unknowingly ran over the man. So I don't know if a homeless person would sleep under a car, maybe. I mean, this was in Queens, New York, right? It's not wintertime, so it's not like they were necessarily trying to sheet on the cold. But this guy was sleeping under a truck. Uh, the unidentified man, uh, being in his 30s, was snoozing under the unoccupied Ford F-350. Boy, that's a big truck, too. That's one of their bigger ones. Uh, just outside Mount Zion Cemetery. And before 7 o'clock in the evening. So, I mean, it was still bright out like it is now. Uh, the driver started pulling his truck out of the, uh, off the road when he felt a large bump. Authority said when he stepped out of the truck, he realized he'd run over the victim. Uh, EMS responded and rushed the man uh, found under the truck to a hospital, but half an hour later, he was pronounced dead. The driver stayed at the scene. Cops said no charges have been filed as of uh, yesterday afternoon. Boy, that is a dumb, tragic way to die. I'm just curious to know why he was uh, sleeping under the car in the late afternoon, early evening. I mean, I guess he could have passed out. You know, maybe maybe he was drinking or something and passed out and rolled under the car. Or something. I mean, that how does that happen? That is crazy. Uh, 937-457-1290. Got a little bit of uh, food news here. What's your favorite food? No flavors here. Food. This is a lot of food. Isn't it glorious? How you get so big that you own a biscuit? This is so scrumptious. My wife uh, pointed this story out to me last night. Kraft macaroni and cheese, I'm sure you probably heard it today. Uh, they are changing their name. One of the most iconic brands in the world. It's changing their name. They're dropping the macaroni and cheese, and they're going with Kraft Mac and Cheese. <laughs> Just uh, dropping the aroni, I guess. 
they're also changing their uh, macaroni logo. The new one will have cheese dripping from it. Mmm, dripping cheese. Who doesn't love drippy cheese? Uh, Food and Wine Magazine says salt and straw ice cream. Suppose that's a uh, a brand of some sort I've never heard of. Uh, has created a line of edible perfumes that you spritz on your ice cream. The perfumes were released yesterday. Scents include citrus, floral, a woodsy vanilla, waffle cones, and cocoa. Hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> I won't be spraying perfume on my ice cream. And this is interesting. There's a uh, restaurant in London called The Mind Bistro. And it's located in a uh, mining region. London's The Mind Bistro serves their food on shovels. <laughs> the owners came up with the idea to serve food on shovels after having several drinks. Well, that'll do it. Many, many, many of the best ideas come together when you've been drinking. That is for sure. The restaurant is so popular that there is a two-week wait. My grandma Hulse would love that because she used to say to me all the time, why do you shovel your food into your mouth so quick? I'd say, well, grandma, I'm eating off a shovel. It makes sense. Uh, Greg and Dayton, what's up, Greg? Hey, hey, you were talking about voices for Alexa? Yeah, do you have a celebrity voice that you use on your Alexa? No, I don't have that, but I was looking online and it says you can... Get them. They have uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Samuel L. Jackson, Deadpool, and R2-D2. R2-D2? How would that work? You're not going to understand anything he says. Well, it says you go to the Alexa app, tap more, settings, voice, responses, and then celebrity personalities. Huh. Well, I definitely could see, like, uh, Samuel L. Jackson Jackson or Shaq. But R2-D2, I mean, I guess if you're a big... uh, Star Wars guy, but you can't understand what he's saying unless somebody speaks right. uh, droid. Right. Yeah. At least they have a couple voices on there. Right, right. They should have Darth Vader. Right? D- given the weather. I am not your father. <sighs> this is not the weather forecast. I don't know. All right, Greg. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, 937-457-1290. Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Surely this is it? The Edge, isn't it? Surely. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290 or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. That song 
by Duran Duran. Number one on this date in 1984. And I'll tell you what, that album, that was the uh, Seven and the Ragged Tiger. I wore that album out. Holy cow. I love Duran Duran so much. And they're finally getting to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're being inducted on uh, November 5th of this year in Los Angeles. So that's kind of cool. Speaking of uh, rock and roll and music, uh, saw a uh, new survey by Guitar Center. Is that Guitar Center still open down by the Dayton Mall? I think it might be. I'm not sure. I haven't been there in a long time. A uh, new survey by Guitar Center reveals that only 15% of parents want their kids to learn how to play the drums. I was one of those kids. I wanted so badly to play the drums, and uh, my parents were just not interested in that. <laughs> I, I, had a, uh, I had a relative who was a, a drummer, and I remember they, they asked him, uh, well, you know, Todd wants to play the drums. What do you think? And, uh, and he was like, oh, you got to get him a snare drum. So he learns to play the snare. And it's like, well, no, I wanted to play a drum kit. I wanted a, a, a drum set like uh, Peter, Chris, and Kiss. That's what I wanted, as did all my friends. And there's many, many people who learn to play drums on a full drum kit. And I didn't want like a very fancy drum kit. But uh, nope, they, uh, they got me a guitar. And I learned to play that a little, not great. Uh, other findings in this particular survey, 18% of parents wanted their, uh, want their children to learn to play the piano. That is a great idea. One of the things that I've uh, marveled at throughout my life, a couple of times I've been in situations where you're, you're at some sort of function and there's a, a piano there. And somebody who knows how to play, and oftentimes quite well, will just sit down and start playing. I mean, what a, an amazing talent to have that wherever you go, if there's a piano, boy, I'll just play it. And people love that. People love uh, spontaneous music. They might not like uh, spontaneous drumming as much as a piano. Uh, and 16% of parents want their children to learn to play the violin. Yeah, that was a no-go in my house either. Uh, my mom does not like the sound of the violin. Not at all. And I remember uh, in elementary school, we had uh, in our music class, you know, we had like a, uh, a couple of weeks where we all had to uh, play, the, uh, play the violin. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, that's tough for a teacher, I would, I would guess. A room full of kids that can't play the violin well or at all that screeching, horrid sound for an hour, five times a day. Oh, my gosh. Maybe my mom was on to something. I don't know. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Be your good cheer and call me. Call me now. Call me. He's laughing at us right on the radio. The least we can do is get him on the radio and talk to him. It's The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Bored, bored, bored. 
I saw that on TikTok earlier. That Lizzo song, as performed by the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Loved it. Uh, This is the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. You know what? It just dawned on me. We haven't given away those uh, Brit Floyd tickets, Eli. That's something we should do. Let me find my. Uh, let's see, here we go. If you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? If you would like to go see the world's premiere Pink Floyd tribute band, Brit Floyd, they're going to be at the Rose July 22nd. Be the fifth caller right now at 937 457 1290. And we will hook you up with those tickets. And last time I saw, I think it's it might be close to being sold out. Um, and we'll have uh, I don't know if we'll I don't know that we'll have any more tickets to give away. But you can get concert details. Just go to our sister uh, stations, the Eagles uh, website, uh, EagleDayton.com, and you can uh, find concert details on that. We have an idiot of the week. You are a stupid, stupid idiot! Comes from upbringing. Parents are probably idiots, too. Idiot! Hey, Wake up, idiot! Silly dilly dokio. I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, I thought this story was uh, kind of funny because it's just another example of people not paying attention to what, what they um, are posting on social media. They, they kind of uh, lose all, sen- all sense. A uh, New York man has pleaded, uh, pleaded guilty to fraudulently collecting more than $200,000 in disability benefits. Uh, this guy uh, applied for benefits in 2013, saying that he became injured in a fall while he was working as an electrician. He said it was so bad that he had uh, difficulty putting on shoes, walking for more than 15 minutes, and sitting for more than 30 minutes. All right, so uh, you got hurt, and you uh, filed, and you were approved, which is a long and lengthy process. I've never done it, but I know people who have, and boy, oh boy. You got to prove everything, don't you? Yeah. Well, uh, about 2017 or so, after this guy was uh, collecting uh, cash for a number of years, the man's wife's Instagram account started showing him physically transforming into a bodybuilder. (laughs) So uh, his loving wife was posting videos and photos to her account that showed the 52-year-old man lifting weights at a gym doing all kinds of exercises, week by week, becoming buffer and buffer. Which, you know, if you uh, had fallen on the job and you couldn't uh, put on your shoes or walk more than 15 minutes at a time or sit more than 30 minutes at a time, probably wouldn't be able to do that, right? Now, certainly there is uh, that possibility that you might be able to recover to a degree, with some sort of physical therapy, but not to this extent. Um, the man uh, was sentenced to pay $200,000 in restitutions to the 
uh, Social Security Administration and will be put on probation for five years. If he fails to pay said restitution, uh, he faces uh, one to three years in prison where he can go and lift weights all he wants. Um, so a couple of idiots here. Obviously, the guy for scamming the system, that's, uh, that's an idiot move. But also his wife for, uh, for posting the pictures and the videos of her supposed disabled husband pumping iron, bulging them biceps. You know, when I saw this story, I thought, well, maybe she did it intentionally. There's got to be that kind of uh, dynamic out there, right? Where it could, be, it, could, it could be the guy or it could be the woman. Where they have uh, scammed the system and their loved one is aware of it. And maybe they're just not in a position where they feel like they can say anything. So in a sneaky, sneaky way, <laughs> they expose their, uh, their other half as a fraud by posting uh, pictures and videos and things like that online and hoping that somebody will investigate. Maybe post it and then you make an anonymous call. There is that, uh, I don't know what the phone number is, but there is a, uh, there is a hotline where you can call and uh, report people who are scamming the system for disability. I bet that would be a very interesting job as an investigator, like an insurance investigator who uh, has to go and confirm that somebody is in fact injured. It's like being a detective, you know, and you got to put people under surveillance and get your binoculars out and watch them from a, you know, a shady dark area and like, Oh, look at them over there. They're moving a piano. People with bad backs can't move pianos. And then you get pictures of it and video. I bet that would be a, uh, a very interesting job. I think being a detective would be an interesting, like a private investigator. That would be, that's what I'm talking about. That would be kind of cool. I remember I once interviewed a uh, private investigator on a radio show that was local. I don't know if he's still here. I don't remember his name, but he said the vast majority of his investigations were all centered around cheating spouses and that makes sense right and lots of times and i do remember he said that he says most of the time when when they would call they already kind of knew like they just knew but they needed somebody else to tell them they needed someone else to pull that final thread and expose whatever was going on but uh, I think that would be kind of an interesting job. I mean, it would, I don't think it would be a fun job, especially when you're investigating something like that. I mean, if you've got a uh, private investigator involved in something, it's usually nefarious. Something, something is going on that isn't right or potentially not right. Uh, we have a couple of Florida man stories. Is always ambitious. Uh, 
Uh, so here's a couple. I'm sorry I got distracted by a, uh, a text message. This was about um, the the issue. Let's see. I don't know if New York has been having a heat wave like we have. Oh, this was about the dumb ways to die. The guy that was uh, sleeping under a pickup truck around 7 o'clock in the afternoon and the owner came back and drove off and ran over the guy and ended up killing him. That is a dumb way to die. But Tyler says, uh, I don't know if New York has been having a heat wave like we have around here, but maybe the guy was attempting to get out of the heat or something. I mean, I would personally find a tree for shade first, but you never know. I guess that's that's a possibility. I mean, those trucks are huge. It was an F-350. So it's not like he had to like, you know, kind of squish himself to get underneath the truck, like maybe an old truck. Those, some of those F-350s are pretty high off the ground. So uh, so here's, your, uh, here's our, for, our first Florida man uh, story. Uh, Pasco County man was arrested on Tuesday for riding his dirt bike onto an airport tarmac. The uh, 18-year-old rider blew past several restricted personal, uh, personnel and prohibited access signs uh, while riding his 2014 blue Yamaha dirt bike. Uh, while on the tarmac, he caused a disruption of incoming and outgoing flights. Well, yeah, I would imagine, <clears throat> especially, uh, especially those that are, uh, trying to land, right? I mean, what do you do? Once you start landing, you're landing. Uh, when sheriff's deputies arrived and caught up with the man, he told them he entered the airport's airstrip through an automatic gate as another vehicle left the property. So he knowingly did this. Uh, He acknowledged he knew he wasn't supposed to be on the airstrip, but told cops, quote, he wanted to take in the sun and fresh air. (laughs) Uh, He was taken into custody and charged with trespassing. Uh, Here's our second uh, glorious Florida man story. 41-year-old Naples man was arrested over the weekend for roughing up a 15-year-old at a movie theater. This was the second such incident involving this man. Both incidents were captured on cell phone video and widely shared on social media, which led to the identity of the suspect. The victim in the movie theater incident told deputies that uh, that the suspect accused him of knocking into his child in the theater. So this guy was there with his kid, his little kid, and he says this 15-year-old uh, bumped into his kid. So he grabbed the teenager by the throat, pushed him to the ground, and then threatened him with more violence and held him down to the ground until bystanders were able to pull him off the boy. Boy, that guy, that's, uh, what's that old saying? It's like, uh, he's one of those guys where everybody he meets that day is a jerk. Have you heard that saying? It's like, if you wake up in the morning and the first person you meet when you leave the house is a jerk, well, you've met a jerk. If every person you meet throughout the day is a jerk, you're the jerk. Right? I mean, and that makes sense. That's what this guy is. Just a uh, colossal jerk. Uh, and our final uh, Florida man story. Florida man was arrested on charges. He intentionally crashed into a state police cruiser that was parked in a highway construction zone. The trooper had his emergency lights and was parked in a lane closed off by traffic cones and barricades. That's when a man driving a Subaru rammed the trooper's cruiser from behind. 
When the trooper approached the driver, he reportedly admitted he intentionally hit the cruiser because, quote, I want to go to jail. You, you know what? You should just be able to show up at a uh, police station and say, hey, I want to go to jail and not have to commit a crime. Why commit a crime and involve somebody else into your, uh, your, your nonsense? If you feel like you're going to commit a crime and you want to go to jail, just go to, the, go to the police station. Hey, I want to go to jail. All right, sign right here. We'll take you. Uh, trooper said the man did not appear to be impaired in any way and denied drinking alcohol or taking drugs. Uh, the driver uh, later stated he wanted to go to jail because, quote, he felt like he was already in jail. When officers asked what, why he felt this way, he responded, oh, it's just a bunch of things. <laughs> Having a rough time. Having a rough time with life, and the best option is just take me to jail. I just want to sign out, man. I want, I want a room, I want a blanket, and I want three squares and maybe, uh, you know, two hours uh, on the TV or computer a day, and that's all I want. That's I, I won't have to deal with all the other nonsense going on in my life if I could just be in jail. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Surely this is it? The Edge, isn't it? Surely. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290 or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. I just wanted to mention a couple of things real quick before we uh, wrap things up. One... It was on this date, here we go, on this date, 2009, the late, great TV legend Ed McMahon passed away. And I loved Ed McMahon. I loved the Johnny Carson show. I loved the Tonight Show. And I got to interview Ed McMahon a number of years ago with my morning show partner, Sean Vincent. He's been on this show. And I posted the interview uh, today on my Facebook page. It's on my personal account. Just look for Todd Holst. It's public. It's public. I'm not a private guy. Uh, but you can find a link to the uh, the interview. It is on uh, YouTube, but the link's on the uh, Facebook page. And if you would like, you can listen to it and then comment on it. That'd be great. Uh, also, this next week, I'm going to be on vacation. Uh, I will be here Sunday night for the uh, national show live. And then I will be off all next week, and I will come back on uh, Tuesday, July 5th, uh, the day after, uh, of course, 4th of July. So if, uh, if you don't listen on Sunday, I hope you have a terrific uh, 4th of July holiday with your family and friends. Uh, I saw this story. Uh, I thought this was uh, kind of interesting, and it's just one of those uh, kismet kind of things where uh, you make a decision— uh, that alters your life in a, uh, it's a small decision, but it ends up altering your life in a very, very dramatic way. There's a guy in Florida who says that it was because of his dog, he won the lottery. So listen to this. This guy, he's 42. He uh, found out that his uh, dachshund was pregnant. Dachshund's name was Ivy, but Ivy was not feeling particularly well 
on this day. And uh, the owner got a message about uh, Ivy. So he decided to leave work and he rushed home to be by her side. Um, However, he decided to take a shortcut home and made a stop at a uh, convenience store. And while there, he purchased a scratch-off ticket. Any guesses on how much the scratch-off ticket was worth? $2 million. Yeah. Crazy! So this guy ends up uh, winning $2 million, took the lump sum of uh, $1.6 million, and he says he still can't believe that he won, and it's all because his dog was sick and he was running home. He was concerned, though not too concerned because he stopped at a convenience store. I think I did that one time with my wife before we were married. She was sick and uh, couldn't leave the house, wanted uh, dinner or something. And I said, oh, sure, I'll drop it off to you. I'll bring it right over. Three hours later, (laughs) here's your Big Mac. Well, have a terrific evening, and uh, we'll talk to you live on Sunday night. And have a great next week and a great 4th of July. Thanks for listening to The Evening Edge. And that's all she wrote. I got nothing left. Why don't you just call it a night? I'm saying it's over. Superstar. That's it, guys. We're all fried. You guys have a good night. Unplug everything. Wrap it up. Let's go home. Adios, amigo. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.